Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football. This is the road to 2022, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. Nickelodeon is the home of football. An XFL backup had a historic wild card game in the NFL, and the Houston Oilers have returned from the grave to litigate. Welcome to to 2021 this is episode 153 my posse and my crew are here to talk about all that and more welcome to the show everybody bryant i can't believe the football world we live in football head i can't believe you i I can't i cannot believe you did that because i was setting it up to say that move over cbs move over abc fox nbc (laughs) nickelodeon has made us all football heads that's what they yes, did. they did. I totally stole his line. He told me he was going to do before the show because that's what I do here on this is the XFL show. And yes, I watched the Nickelodeon game. Bryant, how about you? I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was uh, a very uh, interesting. Uh, it had some depth to the game. I'll give it that. That was a very superimposing slime. Maybe the greatest bad playoff game I've ever watched. Uh, Did you watch the night game on Sunday? Just curious. That wasn't a good game unless you're a Browns (laughs) fan or really hate the Steelers. Why would you bring Uh, that up? That's not what we're talking about here until we talk about one of the players in that game a little bit later. The colors on the field, like the lines and stuff, were great. Them explaining the rules. They should have this kind of a broadcast, even if it's not on Nickelodeon. In general, explain the rules to people. Oh, man, I just I I was a big fan of the commentary too. shout out to Nate Burleson equating everything to something for kids. The whole game. That's how you need to talk to some football fans. You're right. They should have not just the explaining of the rules, but also the analogies were off the hook all (laughs) all game long by Nate Burleson. I'm hoping the XFL takes note of some of that. It was great. It was it was kind of like this show. Bryant, like this show, this episode, it's kind of like when you go to someone's birthday party and you're not that excited because you don't really like them, but it's going to be at a big, big old fun park and they got the ball pit, they got the go-karts and it's just a great time, even though you don't like the kid and you got to give him a great present. It's kind of like this, this show coming to do it with you every single week. That's how I'd equate it. Nickelodeon style. I think we should just leave it to Nate Burleson to, to do those. He's that's, really that's, good at it. Yeah, I don't know if he can take his job. Yeah, you can practice a little bit more. It's, it's like, I mean, you would have got picked last on the kickball team. Kickball references were the greatest, by the way. All day long. They were, they didn't talk to, they didn't use, there wasn't enough hide and seek references. How about three or, flies up? I didn't hear that one at all. They, yeah, they brought it up. They did. They, they did. They, they really did something else. Nate one Burleson fly called three flies up something else. What do you call three flies up out there? 
football heads? Let us know, 724-565-4XFL, or hit us up on social media, at XFL Show. And it's kind of a Nick-themed episode here on This is the XFL Show, but not really because we don't want to be sued. And, you know, that could happen to you, Brian, if uh, you've got, you know, gimmicks and logos. (laughs) If you got all that, you might get sued, and you might get uh, sent to court. Just letting you all know. And now, more vital information for your everyday life. Well, I appreciate vital that. Information. I appreciate yes. that vital information. Yes, uh, you can always reach out to us at XFL Show. Uh, subscribe to us too on YouTube. Yes, subscribe on YouTube because vital information. The po- it is. It's vital information to know about the YouTube ch- channel because yeah, you're here in today's show and you're going to hear some Nick theme stuff and we're going to have a lot of fun with it because I got Nick fever after that Bears Saints playoff game, but. uh Watching the show, you're—it's just—it's there's slime. Bryant's got all the all the graphics ready. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a show kind of like kind of like whenever you know your mom's made your favorite meal for dinner, and also she's going to take you out and let you rent the movie that you want. You don't have to watch anything that your brothers or sisters are choosing. It's kind of like that kind of episode, Bryant. It was that blockbuster two for one, two for one deal, right? You got your own movie, and your brother got your own movie, and you get to watch your own movie when you got back. Oh, home. it's great! Well, hopefully awesome. you don't do any That's... more references uh, to oh, uh, analogies. Coming. Well, don't do analogies, right? Because I'm gonna pull yeah. out my screwdriver that oh, I pulled no. out of my diaper, and I'm gonna fix the show if I have to. <laughs> well, you could, you could try, you could try, Tommy Pickles. <laughs> Quit playing sounds of me after the Steeler game on Sunday. Let's move that on. Was that was after the first quarter, mind you, probably. The first play. The first <laughs> play. Come on. This is this is why I'm You guys in a Nick needed mood. a comeback quarter, to... not a comeback yeah, period. <laughs> that was Yeah, that was that that, that could have But Alan, yeah, that, here I'll, I'll tell you the XF rule XFL rules weren't going to save the Steelers. That was the If you really uh thought about if you think about it you know really what could what could cheer you up more than maybe starting your own podcast oh that would be great maybe a show about nickelodeon shows maybe you want to do the the big nick podcast that all the cool millennial kids our age would listen to well if you want to do it you need some help go to prettyeasypodcast.com that's prettyeasypodcast.com to get your own show started today. They'll help you out. They'll give you a personal producer to work with, someone to help you create all the cool sound effects that we have. Like uh, Bryant said, hey, we need Nickelodeon sounds. I said, all right, Pretty Easy Podcast got the hookup. And now here we go, here we go. Pretty Easy Podcast hooking it up, making the show sound great, can make your show sound great. Get you on Apple, get you on Spotify, get you everywhere you need to be, and get you doing podcasts the easy way. That's at prettyeasypodcast.com. And uh, they have a cool, they have a cool uh, catchphrase, kind of like, uh, you know, Keenan and Kel had a bunch of them, and 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 well, Chucky Finster didn't have a catchphrase, Brian, but Pretty Easy Podcast does. Well, Pretty Easy Podcast, they love orange soda. They do, they do, they do, ooh, and they make podcasts. I do, I do, uh, I do, I do, ooh. A pretty easy. Oh uh, yes, they do, and uh, we'll. Uh, be telling you more and more about them as the year goes on as more podcasts spring up i think i added maybe two or three new podcasts to my uh list this week bryant just to get my mind off that awful Steeler game 
And as a football head, that hurt deeply, but there's ways to get over it. Like a big week of XFL talk, dinking and dunking around social media, and the XFL was kind of all over the place referenced with what's going on in the NFL playoffs, in some courtrooms that we mentioned. We're going to get into all of it. We even got hit up this week. Terry in Tampa texted us talking about last week's show, Brian. We were talking about sponsors and ads on NHL helmets and maybe sponsors in the XFL. Terry in Tampa said, how about Surge, the soda pop, as the Vipers sponsor? The colors match, and both team and drink give fans violent diarrhea. Oh, that's I, not what we want when I it comes to I agree with Terry our, um, that, that, that Surge would be an excellent sponsor, but I don't. I never got sick from drinking Surge as a kid. Do they still sell that stuff? They They sold it a few years ago. They brought it back. Uh, no, I'm not a big fan of the surge. Um, with surge, who knows if um, if the little one would be walking around right about now. But either way, <laughs> I think um, uh, it's it's a cool drink. And we did, didn't they think about making the uh, the Seattle team the surge? Wasn't that one of the names they were that was floating around the Seattle, the Seattle surge? surge? I think we talked about that, and actually, the surge, and we talked about drinking surge. On the show. I didn't mess with it, too, because I heard the rumors, too, Bryant, when we were kids. That was maybe like a rumor. Uh, they might have even had on a Nickelodeon show telling you, don't drink Surge or you'll never have kids of your own, which <laughs> I don't think is true. But well, Alan, Tampa's thinking for about sponsors for the Vipers. Well, I got this one here on YouTube, if you don't mind. It's the uh, Pretty Easy Podcast comment of the week. It's in a Pandora's box situation. He's talking about the uh, the the logos and the, I'm sorry, the sponsors to the NHL's divisions. It's a Pandora's box situation. Now it makes sense. When everything is back to normal, we will go back or keeping the branding going. So I think he's saying that both options could be uh, an option for the league. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. The, well, the, the NA, he's saying the NHL's, the NHL's kind of opened that up. The NBA's already doing it too, though, so I would kind of give them credit. On that front, I, would, and then, I think course, we were talking in general for the XFL. That's been doing that for years. In general for the XFL, I think it's an opportunity to make money. I think that that I, whether you're in a COVID or non-COVID situation, yeah. if you can make money uh, by doing that, I think it's something that you need to figure out how to bring in the monies. Yeah, we said last week, I have, I have no problem with it. Cool opportunities, although I don't feel like there's a team in the NHL that I've seen yet. I haven't seen every team take the ice or in the NBA – that has like a cool logo that they're adding on to their jerseys or uniforms from of some other company. Like, I don't know, the Lakers have like Wish brand. That just looks it's not a fun logo. It's kind of lame. Uh <laughs> what was the What's your what's the definition of a cool logo? I don't know. Like like I don't know, maybe like uh that logo at the top of the screen that everyone on YouTube's looking at, or Maybe, I don't know, the Roughnecks logo. That's a really cool logo, something like that. I don't know. I'm just trying to think outside the box, but whatever. Let's talk about what ButcherBaby95 told us on Twitter, Bryant, who said, the Oilers are just mad because the Roughnecks logo, logo goes harder, TBH. I agree it goes harder than the Oilers logo. We're going to talk all about that, ButcherBaby95, but I like I like where your head's at this week. That's definitely something we have to touch upon. No, we definitely got to touch upon it, but it goes harder. I didn't think about it like that. It definitely it's is tougher. extreme. It's got that H. Goes to the extreme. How about that? I don't know. I don't know if it's an extreme. It's the same object. It's a 
That's one of those. Oh, because the XFL. But that's not what the X stands for to me. Does it? What does it stand for for to you? X-ray? Xylophone? Exciting? Extraordinary? Uh, That's such a movie. No, not when you're talking XFL, though. Or you're talking about uh, the Houston Roughnecks, especially. Undefeated. Never lost. Still have never lost. June Jones did not get an NFL job. Just quick... uh, Update on that. I saw right before we started recording tonight, Bryant, uh, the Jets hired Robert Saleh from the Niners. Okay, hire. I'm sorry. The Jets. How about you? The Jets didn't hire June Jones is really all I heard in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. I I mean, good hire, but could have been a better hire. And June Jones still with more professional wins in 2020 than the person they hired. Hey, I have a question. Yes, sir. Because June Jones, if he would have been the Jets Jets coach or the Jaguars coach, or has more wins this time... year than those two teams combined, by the way. That's true. Uh if June Jones is always going to these teams, whenever he's a head coach, it's usually he even said it himself, they're in shambles. It's it's a team in a rut, a team he has to just turn around. Would you say that June Jones is the ultimate repair man, 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 man? <laughs> Man. Uh, if you're referring to an actual repairman, yes. If you're referring to the repairman I think you're reper- referring to, uh, I don't think that's what he actually does. He, he does make things better. I don't, I don't want to talk anymore. I, I think he's, he's the man for any of these NFL jobs, but we'll keep an eye on him. Let's go into a couple of big pieces of vital information with this week's cover two. If you will, Bryant, please hook us up with some beautiful graphics to go along with the theme of this week's show. Yeah, cover two. Here we are. Slimed on you. I think I have one, but I didn't have that ready with all of the diving into the 90s nostalgia that I was doing before today's show. But let's talk about it. McMahon versus Luck. We don't like to go into court too often on this show, Brian, but we have to talk about what came out this week. Good crisp football. It's the quality of the play. The commissioner, the former owner of the XFL, there's a countersuit now by Vince McMahon towards Oliver Luck and all sorts of stuff coming out of court because of this. Antonio Callaway's the wide receiver. His name's being dragged all across the documents in the in these court cases, Vince McMahon was not a fan of him. A apparently a player with a history brought in that was brought into the league by Oliver Luck. Um, now actually got a futures deal, I believe, with the Chiefs. I saw. So congrats to him, and uh, also Jordan Tamu back with the Chiefs, or is he not? I don't know. He was like picked up and dropped and picked back up. I can't keep track, but. He might have a Super Bowl ring by the end of the year. I, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. An, an XFL player will have a Super Bowl ring at the end of this season in the NFL. Is that going? Is that crazy? Uh, I mean, that's very generic, but yes, I get that. That works. Do practice squad team members get get a... I believe so. Well, because I sure. believe there's like one XFL player on most of the teams. We'd have to... 
Look at the Mike Mitchell report. Ooh, Mike. I don't know. If you want to take that? You could totally take that. The Mike Mitchell report. Um, yeah, do it. <laughs> Mike, Mike Mitchell, give us the Mike Mitchell report. We might have, we might have to have him on the show to, to talk about the <laughs> odds of an XFL player winning the Super Bowl. Uh, but back to the courts. So yeah, we talked. Tom was on the Chiefs. Callaway's on the Chiefs. Tom Tom was not being brought up in these cases, but Callaway is. And then this week, Johnny Manziel's name, Bryant. And oh my goodness, Again. what came out? The text messages are what we have to talk about because in the court cases, we read this on The Athletic this week, Bryant. Vince McMahon apparently texts to Oliver Luck, how long are you going to play this game, Oliver? You know there is no chance in hell for Manziel to play for us. I will not change my mind. So what's your plan? Do you think this was real? Is this a real? Oh, absolutely. Message? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why this is 100% real. The no chance in hell is McMahon all the way. And two, you know McMahon it's is still texting on a phone that only allows like 160 characters per text messages. That's why he's doing the R and the U and the U and the R because he knows he has to limit the amount of characters in his text. Yeah, I guarantee you when, when Vince McMahon texts, when Vince McMahon texts, he has to do this first and then oh. he texts. Well, you know, or, you know, I believe he probably has a smartphone, but I bet you he turns autocomplete off because that's he doesn't want anybody completing anything for him. You know, do it himself. No one's going to finish his sentences. Are you? Yeah. Even more shocking than uh, the countersuit or anything going on. I was most shocked by the text messaging style of Vince McMahon, most of all, and how he was just vehemently against Johnny Manziel. Being in the league, which I'm not going to say is a bad was a bad call. I mean, we've talked a lot about John football, but June Jones, if I'm not mistaken, had said something about yes. Johnny Manziel. Right? He had said he had put him on the list of the QBs that he had wanted. Yeah, but ultimately, I'm sure June Jones and all the other coaches saw guys like PJ Walker, Taylor Heineke, and uh, we're like, yeah, we'll take those guys over Johnny Manziel. Thank you very much. We're not going to get into the real, to the nitty gritty of the court cases because we're we're looking forward to twenty twenty two. But it is interesting to see some of the players that uh, that were mentioned, that were teased, that were brought in front of you, like Johnny Manziel. There was some other players noted in that uh, in that um, article. If you check um, the Athletic, it's a paywall, so got to get back there to watch that, uh, to read that. Excuse me, but Vince McMahon was in it and he was in it more i think than we probably thought maybe more in oliver luck's ear than we thought at least i thought i thought it was going to leave oliver luck to do do his thing but he pretty much did because oliver luck ended up doing his thing having antonio callaway a part of the league um and also just being all over the television and being really loved by xfl fans everybody loves the commissioner that is adding to the beer snake and well, I think it comes down to it. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but was the XFL a success? And is all this stuff coming out only because they had to cancel this contract? I understand the whole, you know, the aesthetics of having to make Oliver Luck look bad, having to make yeah. him seem like he wasn't doing his job. Yeah. But on our case. side, on our yeah. side, on the fan side, on, on, on our show's side, on everybody's side, the XFL was pretty much a success, at least for the first five weeks of the season. Hell yes. And I don't know if any of these decisions, these text messages, Johnny Manziel was tinkered out there for a little bit and then never mentioned again. No one even brought him up. 
No one cared. Yeah. Oliver Luck even said he's not good enough to play in this league. So whatever information we're hearing for these court cases is just that. It's for the court case. Oliver Luck would probably still be the commissioner if, if not for COVID and not these unprecedented times. He'd be getting ready for season two. Like th- that's the reality of the situation. Oh yeah, I read some other stuff in that article. Just shook my head at it. Like that's not a real opinion. I think anyone had before the league stopped. But this is a whole new world, a whole new ball game they're playing. So none of that really matters to us on the show. But Oliver Luck, as like you said, as fans, even as people who worked for the for the league uh, uh, kind of under him you know is is as one of the top figures of the corporate office uh fun place to be fun product to watch and that's what Vince McMahon was going for but fun stuff to talk about too coming out of this court case with those text messages i can't i can't believe i mean we said we we were chatting back and forth with Vince who people know and love from this show and he did not he still doesn't he was texting me and not even after mm-hmm. the group text doesn't believe that's a real Vince McMahon text message. I'm telling you, look at what some of those people in that age group are texting, how they text, what they text. You'd be surprised at the, at the style, at the, at the brevity, at the, uh, if you go on at, Facebook, at, Alan, hip? I know you don't, but this is how people talk on Facebook. This is how people talk on Facebook. now. Yeah. This is how your mom is talking on Facebook to your aunt. Well, not my mom. My mom, my mom just learned how to email from her phone today. Congrats, mom. I love her. Congrats. Congrats, Alan's mom. But, uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about the Facebook stuff, but yikes. Whew. Let's talk about something positive, though. Something positively unexpected, and that was last weekend's performance by Taylor Heineke, who, if you don't know how to pronounce his name, that's all right. You know his name because Chase Young was pointing to it after he scored one of the, I'll say the most badass touchdown of Wild Card Weekend, dove like six yards, body on the line, put it all out there, trying to make a career of it. It was beautiful to watch because you knew this guy in this moment, even if he didn't win the game, the way he performed, if he would have a game like that, he would have a secured gig somewhere in the NFL or in another football league for a long time. And I feel like Taylor Heineke did that for him, Bryant. Second highest pro football focus graded quarterback in a wild card game since 2015 in Andrew Luck. Impressive. Over 300 yards passing. And it didn't take him 70 throws to do it like Ben Roethlisberger. Taylor Heineke <laughs> went out there and balled out and I think earned himself a job either hopefully in Washington still or somewhere else. As a Steeler fan who is going to probably be a team without – uh, a quarterback, a entrenched quarterback for a while. I wouldn't mind having that guy in the quarterback room competing for a job now. After what I saw, damn! And he was a backup you, in the XFL, a backup. Now, now, how much is it? How much is the is the unfamiliar? Unfam, oh wow, this is. Let me do this one. Unfamiliarity of the quarterback, uh, part of his success. They've never seen him play before. They don't know what he's going to do. They don't have anything on him. Like how much of no, that is attributed to his success? Like, this isn't like pitching. It's not like a pitcher in baseball. I think a quarterback, you have to go out there and you have to have a will. You have to go out there and you have to will plays into existence like he did. You have to be smart with the football. It's it's different it's a different 
game. Like a pitcher, you go out there, you have some different kind of stuff they're not ready for. This it's timing. That's one thing. But a quarterback, plus these all these guys have played in college. Like if you want to game plan a guy, you could watch him there. You could watch could have watched uh Heineke's Where did where did Heineke play? He played at um preseason stints with Carolina. Uh Old ODU. Old Dominion. Right? Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Yeah. 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 So uh it's this is you just think, a, you think, a case of like okay, hold on, Alan. Hold on, Alan. You it's think not the Bucks the Tampa not being Bay, ready for him. You think the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, put their Detective Dan hats on and, and went down there and, and tried to and looked at old Dominion tapes to figure out what they could on Taylor Heineke? You think that happened? I I mean I don't think they did because they looked uh, lazy and not unprepared at times, but also that guy went out there and like stuck his neck out and did everything he could. It was really a gutsy ass performance. Imagine and really the same thing with Wolford. He didn't Tom get an opportunity, uh, really, because he got knocked out in the second drive of that game. But dirty same, hit. these guys, I know, really dirty hit. Uh, these guys are, they're, they're playing like they don't have a job, and in reality, they really don't. If you know, if they don't play well, so you're auditioning. They don't, yeah. So if, so, I think at the very least, he got himself an opportunity for a job next season, as a as a. As a, a as a backup at least, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I love the quote from him too. Talking on sports talk radio in DC afterwards, uh, he said, "Quote: I learned this is Taylor Heineke. I learned a lot after the whole XFL thing kind of ended, and I was at home trying to figure out what to do, what my next plan was. While I was doing that, there was still a glimmer of hope in the back of my mind." that there still might be a chance. I kept working hard and just kept telling myself, just prepare. Like if you get, like if you do get this shot, it's going to be the last shot you get. Damn it. Put that on every, put that on a t-shirt wall and t-shirts in the, in, in the, when the XFL kicks off, that's what it's all about. This could be your last shot playing in that league and just staying prepared. What a story. What an awesome story. Taylor Heineke and also other players throughout the, the uh, NFL that you're coming from the XFL. I will note Michael Dunn, former Seattle Dragon, went out there and obliterated the Steeler defensive line for the Browns. It was tough to watch, but also as an XFL fan, I respect it and I'm happy to see it. My cousin-in-law, Bryant, also was texting me during that game laughing at me saying, ha ha, LOL, that guy played against my high school team and ripped us to shreds. Now you guys get to experience that. LOL, ha ha ha. I mean, texting someone that during while they're what? Now let me smoked. ask you this. Let, this, nice. this is he's probably just wet. People think that's wet Tommy wet Pickles too. crying, but that is actually Alan crying on Sunday. Um, now let's let's uh, for the Mike Florios of the world. What more do they need to understand that the XFL? is a success and an opportunity and gives the opportunity to players like that. Like what more do you need? What more and can you, you give need them? it? You need something like that. You need another. I am in no way saying that these the guys NFL, walk down. the XFL should be a feeder league for the NFL. I'm not saying that it's not a minor league. It's not like that, but Tyler Taylor Heineke very might as well might've not been in football anymore. We mentioned that last week. He, he got conditioning out of it last year. He got to be on the team. He didn't play one down. I don't think he did one down. In the XFL, at least he, nothing notable. And look at what he did. He he came in and did a job that only thirty-two people get in this world, right? The backup quarterback to an NFL 
uh, quarterback. And and in reality, if if not for the XFL, he could be out there painting bridges. We don't know what he's doing. You know, he, he could have been doing something else and saying, you know what, thanks football, I'm gonna move on. The XFL gave him one more year, and like Mister, um, uh, what was it, Coach O'Shea said, you only need that one time. At one time, one time, Danny, uh, Danny beat him going up Cherry Hill. Danny was it up O'Shea. or down? Down Cherry Hill. I would think it was I up. Know. I don't know, but the the t- t- put they should put Taylor Heineke's name on a on a water tower somewhere though. I will say that that's a. <laughs> I, I think after that after that game he deserves it, even though they didn't. Or at win. least on the pylon. Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. That's he, he earned that pylon. In his high Jeez, school, they oh should man. have the pylons that say Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke pylon, the commemorative pylons. They should sell them. It's called branding. That's what we're all about here all of a sudden. <laughs> the Taylor Heineke this pylon. Is the XFL show. The Taylor Heineke pylon. All right. Let's, the Reds, uh, let's, uh, hold on. The Washington football team don't have a name. This is a very a great opportunity to name Heineke's. after a player. The Heinekens. Oh, and you get the and you got Heineken. You get Heineken as well. I mean, it's a a match made in heaven. It, it'd be great. But uh, wow, what awesome awesome pub for spring football. An AAF XFLer, multiple uh, spring ballers. Balling out wild card weekend. We'll see how the rest of the NFL playoffs go. But if you're ready, we have to talk about another court battle, Bryant. But this one is really, really way more interesting in terms of what the litigation will be and how it. I'm actually worried about what happens here as an XFL fan. We need to discuss it. It's time for this week's hot read. All right, Purge, friend of the show, Josh Gerben of Gerben Intellectual Property. The NFL has filed a court document claiming that the Houston Roughneck logo in the XFL is too similar to that of the Houston Oilers logo. Uh, Duh, first of all. And uh, we said this before, but... All of a sudden, the NFL and the Titans are coming after The Rock and the XFL and the new ownership because of this logo, Bryant. Why all of a sudden? I don't know, but they're claiming they still sell merch with that logo, and that is uh, that is a no-no, they're saying, because of copyright infringement. What do you think the NFL's trying to do here? Um, they're going st- to... They're, they're partnering with... With Florio, and they're trying to bring the XFL down. Why? That's what it is. Why? <laughs> you think Florio's behind this? <laughs> Why are all your conspiracies about Mike Florio? Leave the man alone. He's just trying to report on, on football. Uh, well, actually, let's. This is the hot read, but let's make this thing a little bit more appropriate right now. Look out, football! Here we come. Houston Oilers, number one. We don't want to get kicked off of YouTube, so we'll talk over it here, Bryant. We'll talk uh, over well, it. The I don't entire know. Time. Probably all the logos and Nick stuff we got on the screen anyway are probably going to get this episode taken down. (laughs) I'm so scared of copyright infringement now because of this lawsuit. But it's been over a year we've known about this logo and all of a sudden the NFL's claiming all this stuff. So is it because of the new ownership? 
Do you think maybe that has something to do with it? Vince McMahon, they weren't going to pursue it because they knew what kind of legal firepower he would come back at them with. But now they see The Rock and, and Redbird Capital, Danny Garcia, and they say, okay, now we'll do something about it. Like, why? Why at all? It, I don't understand. No, I'm with you. I, I don't understand why at all they would want to do this. And I guess I understand you have to protect your intellectual properties. Like that's that, that goes back ages and ages, right? So do you want, um, and there's the logo just for comparison's sake, uh, you have to. I understand the NFL's point of view. Now, looking at the logo, can you say, hey, your logo is an oil tower? That, that, yeah. that, that's kind of generic, and you can't claim that to be. I, I, I don't know. But I mean, looking at the two logos, yes, they're both oil towers, but there is quite a few similarities. I think the I honestly think the NFL is just mad that they didn't think about putting the H the way the X felt <laughs> it. it way back in the day or the star at the top. I mean, that's maybe yeah, maybe they were thinking, damn, the Oilers would still be in Houston if we only would have changed the logo. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I don't know if that Houston Oilers this fight song we played either. Cuz we're the Houston Oilers. You know, I don't know if that came we're before the or after Houston the... Houston Roughnecks. Houston <laughs> Roughnecks. <laughs> but that song is the same as the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Which came first? I don't know. I wasn't alive back in the 70s. I'm, but maybe one or the other might want to go into court about that. There's you can sue over everything. They could have sued about for this long time ago. I'm just concerned about the timing. And that's why... I have a feeling we're not going to see that Roughnecks logo in 2022, Bryant, unless some sort of agreement is made, and I don't know what that could be. This scares me as someone who loves that Roughnecks logo and is was hoping for it to come back. It's, I mean, does it scare you because you have the mighty NFL and the XFL is just yeah, like, hey, we is, don't want this battle. We're gonna. This is the first time the NFL has like kind of slapped the hand in the XFL. And even acknowledge them, really. Yeah, they're saying, "No, get that out of here. That looks too much like the you think, team that hasn't been around for 20, 20 years." You think they rolled something. up a piece of paper like, "Hey, no, don't do that." <laughs> no. um, it, it's so you're saying that this logo is not going to be around for the Houston Roughnecks anymore. As a, I guess, as a courtroom pessimist, this kind of stuff scares me to death. Uh, so as someone who's making content on the internet these days, so I, I don't know, I don't know what happens here. We'll have to talk to, hopefully talk to Josh Gerben or just get a word from him. But in his initial video, he put out on tweets, he put out, he said, who knows what kind of case they have? We'll see, but they're, these, these are their claims and their claims are, they're similar. They look alike. We still use them. They're still recognizable. The Titans still, you know, sell merch with this stuff. No, I'm so not a lawyer. I'm not, especially not logo. a. You have a um, a brother-in-law, I think, who's a trademark attorney. Do you not? Could you, wouldn't you? Use... He's an attorney. I think he does marine law, but he knows not... a little bit about copyright. He just plays one on TV. Is that what you're about to tell me? Yes. Exactly. Um, now, 
why didn't the NFL send the XFL a uh, cease and desist? Right? That's, I mean, maybe we don't know yeah. if they did or didn't, but I feel like that's something that the XFL would have received from the NFL. Now, could the NFL just be looking for some money for this? Could they want the XFL to, to drop? Knowing the XFL, they don't want anything. They just want you to stop using their logo. But is it even the Houston Tech, uh, Houston Oilers anymore? Like, technically, they're in Tennessee now, so... That's what the NFL's claiming is, though, that even though the Oilers no longer exist, this is still affiliated with the Titans and something they still market and use. So that's, like, the argument, I guess. I don't know. Looking at these side-by-side some more, I can see some the similarities, obviously, but it's just the oil tower. Like, you're telling me that nobody can use an oil tower anymore? Like, I'm going to bring it back up, Alan, because looking at this... It's literally an oil tower. That's what the Houston Oilers logo is. <laughs> I, it's an oil tower. I don't tower. know why. The, so no one can use this, an oil tower. I know. Like that. I, I don't know why this reminds me of like reminds me of the McDowell's logo in Coming to America. Like he's got the big his M's are different from the McDonald's M's, but nobody can use an M. <laughs> nobody can use an oil oil tower. Uh, you know, you, the, can't. you know the, the H is further apart. They use points, while the Oilers use squares. There's a star up at the top, and they use not a star. Blue and red. I don't know if you can tell that. It's you can, look. This one's red, white, and blue. This one's red, white, and blue as well. Can't do that. Every can't case that. is different. It's all about who you got litigating, and that's why the NFL going after this, pursuing this, worries me. And also, it's just like the damn show Ballers, Bryant. This is the Rock going to, uh, his first instance now i guess going kind of toe-to-toe with the nfl we'll see if there's you know jockeying for position at all on this uh but gerbin alludes to this are there more to come with the rock versus the nfl but that is what the show ballers was all about and it's now come to real life in uh this first instance the nfl suing well is it a suit no i don't think they sued did they it's sue? I think suit. they just filed a grievance. Basically, is what a they did, grievance. saying, "Hey, court document, yeah, they, hey, we are test, we're contesting this trademark agreement because it looks too similar." Now, maybe we have to get our friend here on the show, uh, Gerben, right, Josh Gerben. We are not lawyers, that's for sure. <laughs> but I, the only reason I say that is because I think the trademark office can look at these and be like, "No, it's not. Sorry," and you move on. Nope, that has an H in it. That one doesn't. Look, Different the Houston colors. Astros, they could here. say, look, this has a star and an H. That could be confusing. And they could be like, yeah, well, that's no, true. sorry. That's so, true. We don't know where the next steps are. I'm assuming until the NFL actually sues the XFL or sends them a cease and desist, I think, I think we're okay to see this logo in 2022. Let's, so, yeah, let's end it on this official prediction then. 2022. This Houston Roughnecks logo, what are you calling? Will it be in existence or not? I'm going to say yes. Unfortunately, because I am terrified of these kind of cases, and I don't, and, and an entity like the God, NFL, so, why I'm are you so scared? No. Why are you so scared? I don't know. I, I I don't know why they can't be cool about it. Like Ribera Steakhouse never sued the Rock and the Brahma Bull Tat. And all the Under Armour gear, you know? Although, who knows? In a couple weeks, you might have to see me with my hat like this. (laughs) In a couple weeks, you never know. You know, just blocking. Wait, hide that thing up there at the top right of the corner. What are we doing? Put this on the X. (laughs) If you see orange post-its everywhere, 
you know, it's obviously maybe I just have to do something. You know, I have to improvise. When when you, when you're put up against a big corporation, you just have to improvise sometimes. Just put XFL. I mean, it's it's who knows where we're going. Yeah, we all might have to just wear generic uh, black and white, white and t-shirts, white t-shirts, t-shirts, and yeah, no logos, and just ugh, what a what a weird weird time we're in. But uh, these copyright infringement cases, they're going to be popping up more and more. I've heard stuff about yeah, creative licenses and stuff. We're going to start getting more independent people making logos and such are going to be uh, having some firepower of their own hopefully soon, but we'll see. That's not what this show is about. We don't need to discuss that stuff yet, Bryant. We're not We on need to talk about 2022, and- Alan. I told you we need to talk coaches. We're getting this close Coach. to being where the XFL oh, was yeah, last. Check. Yeah, this time last year, where were we? This time last year, we were building up. The rumors started bubbling. And... Uh, Stoops was hired, I think, the first week of February. So we're getting... I'm starting to get worried a little bit now. Now I'm getting worried. Worried that we don't have any announcements or worried that we're going to get an announcement and it's going to make... No, I'm worried that we don't have anything because we had already talked to Oliver Luck twice. We had talked to Eric Galco. Um, We had a lot of information from the league in terms of their plans. Um, Really... We don't have that right now, and I'm a little worried. Because coaches are supposed to be coming up now. Should we hold the XFL 2022 to the same standards? Not standards, but the same time frame as the XFL 2020? Uh, not not exactly. We've talked a little bit about this and how there's uh, a lot of runway still, but a lot is in place already, we think. So maybe not. We don't have to hold them to that standard, but... You're right. I would like to get some sort of announcement, coaches or other, uh, pretty soon. And of course, we'll be hearing, uh, you know, l- looking out and listening out for it. This week, kind of all the stuff that was that came out in the news had nothing to do with 2022, except maybe that hot read we just went through, and that's not a good thing. That's a trademark case. So, hopefully, some good news. Some exciting stuff to look forward to coming out very soon. And I feel like that's coming out. I think actually some vital information just, yes, would be great. Vital information for everyday football head lives, please. Uh, they did have the I'm gonna have to ask Ashley and the Rock to help me out here. The new uh, energy drink they they got they they got into. I think it's called Toa, from what I read. Not Toa. an energy drinker. Energy drink drinker. But might have to try that. The Toa well with some LA Wildcats. tequila. <laughs> yeah. See, they got all the brands to already put on. All. Maybe that's what they're getting. The sponsors lined up. Their own brands. That's smart. Synergy. That's what you it's You got to do what you got to like do. Like this show. It's like this show and Nickelodeon. And this show, man, I had so much fun. This was kind of like when you get the, the baseball oh, season's about to start. You get all your friends out into the middle of the street to play stickball. And then... You're the first pitch of the game, someone hits it and breaks a car window, and then you all go run into backyards throughout the neighborhood, but then you just end up playing a big old game of hide-and-seek, and it's fun anyway. That's how, that's how today's show was. And on that note, follow us, ladies and gentlemen, at XFL Show on all social media. Games. We'll bring up more childhood. analogies on at XFL Show. I had a great childhood. You're part of my childhood. What are you talking about? I don't know. I never met this guy. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't grow up in your hood. 
He grew up in like on the. With, he's like a stoop kid. He never left left his stoop, ever. I had a stoop. That's true. Anyway, follow us. So at did the XFL. XFL. <laughs> they had multiple stoops. One stoops. No, just what's one the stoops. singular of stoops? Stoops. Follow us on all social media games at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Alan's favorite, Facebook. Uh, we can always conversate there. Uh, <laughs> if you got anything to say, text or call the XFL fan line 724-565-4XFL. Standard text messaging rates do apply. I yes, every and that's single- for questions, comments, vital information for our everyday lives. Or if you want to tell us what you think about that Roughnecks logo, if you think it's going to be around. Or if you're scared to it, death like me. If you're a loud librarian and have to get it off your chest, call the XFL fan line. If you know a good burger... Yes. Call the XFL fan line. Or if you five six five four XFL. If you are a Frenchman in a tub and want to teach us some French, we also would accept that. We we yes we would. I uh, just don't drop uh, the little rubber ducky. We hear it for you guys every single Friday. Uh, so tell your friends about us on all your social. Uh, excuse me, podcasting platforms. That's uh, Google. Uh, what is it? Apple. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. That's fun. That one's fun. Uh, and also subscribe. Tell your friends about us on YouTube where you can say hi to me and Alan and sometimes Vince as well. Maybe we'll get Jake back on here. Um, that's youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, the official YouTube page of the XFL show. That is our YouTube page and you can subscribe to it. Get all these episodes and more right there. Check out people asking about our other ventures. Brian, we got the Brain Buster radio show. Our, our wrestling podcast, which we have a big Royal Rumble episode coming up. You want to watch Huge, that? Big. Huge. And of course, you can go to pretty That's the most vital information of the show. Yes. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com to not only get your own podcast started, but check out some other cool shows that uh, I listen to, Brian listens to, you could listen to too. There's some awesome kind of family of uh, shows there that you might what want to check out. And I can go to, I, so you're saying I can go to, uh, prettyeasypodcast.com and find shows that yeah. Pretty Easy Podcast produces yeah. so I can take an example and see if I like what they do so I can make my own show. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I mean, then you I'd probably go to already like what they do. Com. Yeah, because you, you probably already like what they do because you listen to this show and watch it and have That's a lot true. of fun with it. I, I mean, watch it when I'm driving to work. How cool are they? They sent me, they said, I said, I want a cool sign every week. They sent me this cool thing that also acts as a... Uh, it holds my phone if I ever want to do filming with with this on my phone. But I use it as a sign stand. That's how I have cool signs every week. Oh, damn. Can I get sued for putting my sign like it's a text message from Vince McMahon? Uh, I don't know. Just save it and uh, make sure uh, you save that for a future reference. Either way. this We might have racked up a lot of legal fees with this episode, but... Whatever. It's all for you, football heads. That's what it's all about. Don't get slimed on and make sure you leave your stoop, but wearing a mask and, you know, being safe and all that. Stoop kid actually would have been prepared for these days. For Brian, I'm Alan. We'll see you next week. This (laughs) is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.